out there who actually checks back for new episodes on this. Maybe you were wondering if there were going to be any more. But here I am. I'm doing it. Um, and I know that it's always so much fun once I just get going, so... Sometimes I, I just really gotta fucking force myself to press record for some reason. But I have a list of things here to talk about, and I'm sure that many more will come to my mind as I'm yakking. So, lately I've been really, like I mentioned in the previous episode, I think, working on, I'll call it fully allowing, or the path of non-resistance, um, because I'm not, I think when you're learning to just stay centered as your default state of being, and kind of tuning yourself to higher frequency states, higher emotions, openness, curiosity, love, all that good stuff. You've got to be pretty single-minded about it. I've been doing it for about a month, or maybe more like five weeks now. And... You definitely will be confronted with all the stuff you've been avoiding. Or maybe that would have happened anyway for me. It's hard to say. This year has just kind of been like that kind of stuff left and right. It's just been a lot. Like I made a list of different things that happened to me this year and it's pretty crazy. I got divorced and married. <laughs> By the way, don't ever tell someone... Uh, I don't remember, maybe I already mentioned this in a past episode, but if you kind of like judge something in someone else or even make fun of them for it, it's kind of likely that it's going to happen to you. <laughs> Especially if you're judging someone for something. So uh, my stepmom was telling me that when she was younger, she got divorced in January and married in March. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit much, even for me, that's crazy. And literally, I did the same fucking thing. And it was even the same months, January and March, which is just ridiculous. And then other things, like there was something I was judging someone for earlier this year, and I was like really getting mad about it and caught up and self-righteous and like, you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. That's just wrong. I would never. And what do you know? <laughs> I literally ended up being in the same fucking situation. And so just don't judge people. <laughs> Unless you want to find out what it's like to be in a situation where you do the same things that you were just judging them for. It's like some, um, law of karma or something and I think that it's hilarious I honestly think that the universe has the best sense of humor <laughs> alright so honing the skill of allowing it's basically like you're practicing an art form and I don't think that people give themselves I don't know if people necessarily think of it that way it's really easy to think like, okay, I had a breakthrough, I realized 
I released this old trauma or cried out this story that I used to hold on to or saw one of my self-sabotaging mechanisms as just like a pattern or algorithm that was stuck in my energy field and I cleared it out. Okay, cool, I'm good now. I've broken through, I'll, I'll stay enlightened forever. <laughs> and then you quickly learn that there's almost always that pushback or kind of like wobble and that your ego gets more advanced as you get more advanced and so you constantly have like an opponent that's basically matched for your new level of consciousness and so the work never really ends and that's why I love thinking of it like practicing an art I've said this before but nobody picks up the violin and expects them so like expects that they'll be able to play a flawless sonata the first time and yet so many of us think that all we have to do is go to one ayahuasca retreat and then after that we'll just be healed with a capital H and that's it. That's where the struggle ends. And we may not consciously think this kind of stuff, but it's kind of like almost unspoken expectations we place on ourselves or ideals that we strive for maybe without necessarily even knowing it consciously. So I've found it super helpful to think of it like the art of allowing or basically like just trying to have my energy be as open and receptive and beneficial for me as possible and really taking to heart that I'm attracting everything from my internal state, like really, really remembering that. Um, it, it helped me a lot to just recognize that it's a skill just like anything like like learning to speak another language or playing learning how to play golf or um, learning how to fence or anything that takes a certain level of skill and finesse muscle memory and all that um, takes time and you have to be willing to put the time in but what could be more worthwhile because if you take care of this, that's pretty much the best shortcut ever to states of happiness, to pretty much the life of your fucking dreams, to harmonious relationships, to an infinite stream of creative ideas. They just start flowing because you practice a vibration and it's like you're raising yourself up to where new levels of thought are available to you. It's like, I don't remember if I have already mentioned this or not, or just thought about it as a metaphor, but it's like when you're driving through certain towns and you can tune into the radio stations of that town and as soon as you pass them, they're no longer accessible because you're not in the vicinity. When you raise your own frequency, you're making these new levels of thought, new ideas accessible to yourself that wouldn't be otherwise if you're swimming in the seas of victimhood and blaming other people for things or ruminating on the past or obsessing about a very specific issue. We fuck ourselves over all the time by getting super, super specific. Like, we, we have to have that exact person. We have to have this person forgive us. We have to make sure that we get this job or this is this is the house that we have to have and 
just kind of getting really fixated on details that aren't that important at all. And something I have realized recently and just keep repeating to myself every day is if I'm getting caught up on the details or specifics of any type of situation in my life externally, I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Because all that stuff is interchangeable and none of it lasts anyway. So if I'm hanging everything, like my peace of mind, on anything external, it's just... It's a losing game. It's like trying to build a house on sand, you know? Wasn't there a story in the Bible about that? Like these men who each built their house on different surfaces and they all washed away except the guy who built it on the rock or something. There's a lot of good metaphors in the Bible. Um, so yeah, another metaphor I love for this art of allowing and tuning your vibration stuff is harmonizing. Like I was thinking today that all the sorting you have to do to keep your vibration high throughout the day as you encounter various things, it's basically just like harmonizing energy. So there's a note playing. It's kind of like the universe is playing a note or like your soul is playing a note or I think of it like my inner self, inner being, deeper self, is playing one note all the time. And you can either harmonize yourself, like tune yourself to it so that you're in harmony with it. Or you can block yourself off from it by getting lost in fear or ruminating or getting stuck in the mind or projecting or there's infinite traps you can fall into out there. But the easiest way to know if you're in harmony is just how you're feeling. Are you constricted? Are you tensing your shoulders? Do you feel nervous or mistrustful so that's always the quickest way to tell whether you're in in tune or not uh another thing i have on my list everything is an energy yeah that's true pretty much every single thing is accessible it exists as its own thing even if it's only in the realm of thought and all of it is accessible to you now this is something I keep catching glimpses of, but haven't tried to actually describe aloud yet, so it might come across kind of vague and not very clear, but I'll do my best. Um, so one way that I, one of the first glimpses I caught of this in my adult life anyway, as I was working at the ho hotel front desk job I had for a while. And I was opening up the cash drawer to count it at the end of my shift. And I saw this really bright silvery sparkle coming from the quarters because the window coming from the light hit it in just the right way that it was just really illuminated and, and pretty for a second. And I thought of it like, oh wow, that was... It's like the the shine that the quarters were making themselves seemed felt valuable to me. Like it was like a tangible energy of something uh, valuable. And I thought, but it's only a quarter. And, and I thought the, that kind of value is not what I'm talking about here. 
or what I'm thinking of. And all this was like a, a thought or feeling that I didn't understand at the time, but kind of stuck with me. And it made me remember how when we're kids, you know, and you're walking outside and the sun shines on something sparkly on the ground, you run up and you're really excited about it. And a lot of times it ends up just being like a, a can or something. But the excitement you feel is real and the beauty from the like light shining off of it is real. And then a lot of times you run up and you're just like, oh, it's just like a Coke can or, or, or whatever. But when you're a kid, you don't really distinguish. You don't really like have that moment of, oh, but it's only a Coke can, so who cares? It's just like, oh, there's something shiny. Cool, I'm going to go towards it. Oh, it's that. Okay, it's not like disappointing. It's not like seeing that it's only this, like this minute detail about it takes away the significance or beauty of what it was it's like you just kind of enjoy things for what they are because that sparkly luminescence itself is an energy and when you're a kid you see the value in those kinds of things like uh i remember just really feeling into different types of lightings and energies and places in ways that I'm starting to be able to access again now, but it's taken some time to get back to that place of recognizing, no, actually it's all valuable. It's not like, oh, this is worth something and that's not, not, I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense outside of my head. So my next note, this is something I read online somewhere and it, uh, was worth holding on to for me because I think it really encapsulates this work I've been doing, which is reality is a mirror. If you want it to smile at you, you have to smile first. So we're trained to just live from the outside in. When the external conditions arrange themselves in the way that I've decided they should, then I can be happy. A, that never actually fucking works. You never are happy when you get the thing. And B, it's going about it the wrong way. And I think that that's the point. I think that we've just been tricked into siphoning our very valuable attention into things that benefit stuff that's not us. We get a little bit back for it, you know? Like, you're rewarded for sucking up to the man and following all the rules to a certain degree but it's just such a pale comparison when you compare it to what <laughs> the feeling of doing things you actually want to do you know like finding that infinite well of energy from within you instead of thinking that you have to chase it externally so yeah you must smile first and that is a habit it's something you have to practice. And that's why I'm going to keep on saying on this podcast that it's basically a skill, like an art form. Uh, you wouldn't demand yourself to be adept at a language you haven't learned yet. You wouldn't demand that you're adept at an instrument you haven't played yet. This is something that you're going to have to put time into and you're going to have to build momentum and it's a very gradual thing and it and it's so the work is so subtle calibrating uh to this harmonious frequency 
with yourself and the world around you. It's it's very, very subtle, subtle shifts that do it. And I've been noticing that a lot of times I think that I kind of hold myself self in resistance by trying to jump too far. Like, you know, maybe I wake up and feel kind of weird. And, uh... I'll just try to like repeat a bunch of affirmations in my head to try to overpower the state when really all I really need in that moment is to accept that anything I feel is valid and okay. And sometimes it'll take me <laughs> like some time to remember that and I'll I'll try to just kind of force it by just reading things or listening to things or telling myself things and I just kind of it doesn't really work and I'm getting better and better at, at noticing when I'm in resistance and learning how to just step away you know like stop doing whatever I'm doing that's causing the resistance whether it's trying to get the, my internet to come back on whether it's writing an article whether it's just trying to feel better anything I'm doing that I find myself repeating, repeatedly trying again and again, and it's not working. I used to just sit there and just keep going and going, and I would get more and more frustrated and just kind of spiral, like stay in this horrible loop. But lately, part of my practice of like tuning my vibration and stuff is about recognizing when I'm in resistance or when something just kind of like there's a snag in the energy and learning how to just like take my hands off, like just walk away and come back. Um, and that kind of, that reminds me of another note that I wrote on here about how expectations create reality. And like, I was trying to get my scanner to work to scan a piece of art I made. And I tried it probably about 12 times in a row. A bunch of different things. I tried like restarting it. I tried plugging my unplugging my computer, plugging it back in, and just like it wouldn't work. I kept pressing scan, and it would. It's like it would look like it was working, but then nothing would happen. It wouldn't save to my computer. I tried it so many times, over and over, and then I recognized, oh yeah, there's a snag in the energy here. Something isn't sitting right, so I'm just gonna walk away and let it do its thing, and it'll work fine. And I walked away, and what what happened? It fucking worked. <laughs> right away so that's a really good example of something happening right immediately like affects when you're trying to force anything like whether it's a you're having an argument with your partner and you're trying to reach a resolution and you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and you just get more annoyed at each other there's there's a lot of examples of this but it never actually works all you do is just end up draining your energy and there's like a type of stubbornness you can develop with these kinds of things. I used to have the worst luck with computers. I literally bought five fucking laptops in a row, and I'm not even kidding or exaggerating, that had some kind of major issue or defect, which sucked really bad being a, a freelance writer for a living, especially when I have to, used to have to type ebooks. Like, I would have to write ebooks that were like 30,000 words long, and just one of my computers had a keyboard that glitched. Like every second or third word, I would get a typo. So imagine. <laughs> and I would just get so pissed off and I couldn't. 
escape it because it was my work and it was my computer and then it's like when I finally replaced that one my other one had like broken speakers and all these and then I finally got like a brand new one a couple years ago and that one had so many problems that I had to get it repaired five times or more and each time it's like there was a problem and then they replaced it with a whole new one and even that one had a problem it was literally to a a degree that it's like was almost comical and I had this entire story about it like how I, I just have the worst luck with technology like technology and I don't get along and I was always just telling myself that and I was constantly seeing proof of it and this was before I realized the strength of my expectations and imagination and stories on reality uh, but I kind of just had this turning point where soon after I got this computer that I have now, it was when they finally just ended up replacing the one because the five repairs didn't work. And it had a few issues at first, but it's like, and I guess it still kind of does. Even just today, my video froze while I was recording, <laughs> but I don't really focus on that stuff much anymore. But I was talking to a friend about it, like all the glitches and how annoying it was and all the problems and he's like, you should thank your computer for all that she does for you. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you're right. I'm, I'm just focusing on what is going wrong and not all the times that it, it goes right. So I started just telling my computer like, thank you, thank you for all you do for me and, and just getting less frustrated and learning how to walk away when it was glitching instead of just trying to force things and it pretty much fixed itself like I really don't have that many problems with this computer anymore at all I've had it for I think a couple years now and it's been it's been good so um, I don't tell myself that I have a t curse with technology anymore even though uh, it it can appear at times and I don't even want to say it because I don't <laughs> I don't want it to follow me. And uh, wow, this is something that's really been part of my practice too, is just watching what I say because we curse ourselves all the fucking time by saying things like, oh, my, I always have problems with computers. Like why, why tell yourself that? I don't tell myself those things anymore. And technology is amazing because it often shows me if I have some kind of like split in my energy, like I'm trying to get something to work, it stops working. I try it again and again and again, and it still isn't. And then I just step away and go, okay, I'm just gonna do something else for a bit and then come back and it works. That's happened so many times to me. And it's just the perfect metaphor for how things work in general, like any type of issue in life. When you're ruminating and obsessively just chewing and over again and again and again and again, you literally get nowhere and you just wear yourself out and nothing happens. Um, so a huge part of just keeping your energy high and in a good place is just knowing when to walk away from something. And that doesn't mean you just give up forever, it just means for now it's not that important. And there's literally nothing to gain from trying to force it. Next note on my list is that the mind will run on autopilot and invent problems to solve, which is totally true. Like if you wake up in the morning and you just sort of like let the winds blow you where they may and you're like, okay, I'm up now, I'm gonna 
just go about my day and you don't like consciously claim and state your intention to yourself and know exactly what it is and know exactly what you're lining yourself up with and even if you do do that stuff your mind still kind of runs on autopilot and tries to take over and will try to invent problems to solve out of it doesn't even matter what it can be anything and it makes it seem like whatever it is is the most important thing in the fucking world like what I was just talking about with getting the scanner to work for example I was just trying to scan something just so I could like share it on Instagram a piece of art I made it wasn't anything serious it wasn't something I had to do but it felt it can feel like so dire and I think this is because the mind wants to make um things really important because it's just it's basically a problem solving machine and it wants to have something to work on and, and busy itself with. And um, it's very, very important to recognize that this is what the mind is built for and it's what it's going to do. And to see it basically, I heard someone describe it recently in the perfect way. Your mind or ego is your employee, not your boss. So if you're acting like it's supposed to run your life, you're going to have a bad time. But if you recognize that it's just basically a machine work like just doing what it's been programmed to do then it doesn't seem like this oppressive enemy within and it takes some time to get to this point it's taken me a, a lot of meditation and self-reflection and gently peeling back all the layers of like shame and self-judgment and self-worth issues and like there's been a lot a lot to uh I've had to be extremely consistent with this because I really hated myself. Like, re like it, it went so deep that I don't even know if I've gotten, like, I've really addressed the root all the way yet. Um, can be hard to know that kind of stuff. But just saying that I've been really realizing lately, I've been meditating a ton, not just, not because I've been forcing myself, but because I just, it just it feels really good and really helpful for, uh, like I said, learning how to tune my vibration into something that helps me. And so it's given me a whole bunch of distance from my mind and I can really, really notice when it's doing things. And so I've gotten to know the nature of it a lot better. And it loves to forecast doom and gloom and try to protect me from things. And it can be the tiniest thing ever. It just, it's like the mind wants to get caught up on minute details. Uh, and it doesn't matter what they're about, but whatever it is, is going to feel and seem extremely important. Because until we wake up and take conscious control over our minds and give our minds tasks to do that serve the soul or serve the purpose that we actually want it's basically it's just running on autopilot and then you get addicted to the emotional reactions of your thoughts like for me it's been a lot of anxiety and that's what I will default to uh, if I'm not very 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 consistent with keeping myself on track so this morning's a really good example. I've been sleeping so much lately, and I don't even know why, but 
like 11 hours a night a lot of times and last night I slept for like 12 or more and uh, I've also been processing some really heavy stuff it basically just feels like a bunch of emotion moving through and uh, I don't get too caught up on particulars of what it all means but it just feels like heavy processing stuff so I think a lot of times during that I want to sleep and eat a lot more than usual so this is one of those times it feels kind of like a death like a death of the old self type of process a rebirth kind of thing but anyway, I slept a bunch and woke up and still kind of felt tired, you know, and I, my mind started doing that thing where I thought like, oh, I thought that I was doing really well with healing. What am I doing wrong that I'm so tired? What's the problem? And doing that stuff that the mind does where it's like, oh, is there a problem? I need to scan. I need to get on the case like a detective and f find the problem, the culprit. And it's like, it also often comes with like this kind of shame at least for me, I feel shamed. Like, I feel like something is judging me and that I'm just never fucking good enough. And, um, and I, it's just habits of thinking and feeling. And you just get into these grooves, these patterns by repeating year after year. And I was feeling weird this morning and having kind of a hard time snapping myself out of it. And then I finally... You know, I got myself talking, which can help me sort through things a lot. And, uh, and I realized, you know, I spend 20, I spent 20 plus years feeding and fueling this way of being where I basically am running on shame and fear and guilt and obsession most of the time as my default. And some, like... <laughs> Those patterns were practiced for a really long time. So yeah, if something happens, they can get triggered. And that's okay. There's nothing dire going on. There's no emergency. There's nothing wrong. Actually, there's something very, very right. Because I'm recognizing these things as something separate from me. I'm seeing the programs getting activated. I'm seeing the path that I used to go down. Um, I'm feeling the reaction of how it feels like something very oppressive and awful. It's like the state of victim victimhood. Another thing I realize is that I often, I used to live like, I didn't have an actual choice when it came to feeling very strongly about something. Like in the past with the relationships, for me it was always like if there was chemistry and a strong emotion there, I never even stopped to question, but is this healthy for me? Is this what I want? Is this going to last? Does this person treat me well? I didn't ask myself anything. I had the strong feeling and that trumped everything else. And it, I just, it never even crossed my mind that I could choose something else because to me, it just felt like something that was out of my control, which sounds odd because I'm the one making decisions, but I would just be so compelled to act in certain ways because of my emotions and um, it was like the obvious choice no contest to the where I never even asked the question but does this serve me um, that was a really long tangent what was I trying to say oh yeah but just the habit of basically living as though 
I don't have a choice pretty much being a victim to things without even knowing it. Um, so that kind of stuff will pop up every once in a while. Like this morning was a really good example, you know, like feeling a little weird physically and not knowing why and knowing that I've been putting so much, um, time and focus into this, uh, law of attraction stuff and perfecting the resonance stuff. Not perfecting, that's not the right word, tuning. Um, and, you know, still having a moment still where I wasn't feeling great and I almost ran all these stories about self-pity and feeling like a victim and just thinking, okay, I guess this is one of those days where I just don't feel well then. And uh, fortunately I was able to stop and go, hold, hold on a second, no, this is where all of my practice comes into play. This is where I remember I do have a choice. I don't have to reside in these energies any longer than I want to. And I was able to turn it around not that long after that by just realizing that, that it is a choice and that it's okay and that feeling negative emotion or resistance is not a problem at all. We create problems for ourselves just by resisting, struggling, and self-judgment. And uh, fortunately, you can change these things. It's so easy to feel like you can't and get frustrated and give up. And it does take some time. <laughs> like I said, it's a very, very gentle process, but I've been noticing that... I I'm really building momentum and I'm able to snap myself out of low states or recognize disempowering thoughts as they pass by instead of letting them carry me away. And it's like, it's kind of like learning the tarot. When I very first was trying, I would just get really overwhelmed and almost frustrated because I couldn't see anything. Tarot didn't come easily to me or naturally to me at all uh, at first. Like, And it finally is clicking after I've been studying it for quite some time now, it's finally starting to because I've been spending lots of time with the cards. I've been getting to know them. I've been putting energy into it. I've been learning about it, researching it, applying it, practicing it pretty much every day. And so it's become a part of me. And now I can read the cards and they make sense to me and I can get messages and a lot of value out of them. But it wasn't something that I could just do right away. It was something that I have been working on for a while, and it's finally starting to feel like a skill, like something that where I kind of know what I'm doing. Like, I, oh, I can play some songs on this instrument now. And that's such a satisfying feeling. It's like when you're learning a language and you start to recognize um, sentences in it and words in it and stuff. And... Uh, yeah, it just, it's totally worth it. It's worth the effort, and it's worth making it more important than anything else, because things really do flow from that state, and I love getting little signs from the universe and stuff that encourage me to keep going, because basically returning to this, um, and practicing this kind of state of allowing and non-resistance it's um, 
it just feels like coming home. Like it feels like my meeting a long lost twin or parent or lover or like the deepest, most intimate friendship that you could ever have times a million. And uh, it's really cool because it's always there. Like your inner being, which is like your soul or connection to sources with you always, even death, even through and after death, it can never be separate from you. And it's connection with this part of ourselves that we're starving for. So I've just been putting this relationship as the primary thing in my life. And um, I'm not thinking about it every second. I still get distracted and, and uh, kind of like forget about it here and there. But not for long. It's becoming more and more familiar to me. It's starting to kind of like feed itself almost like uh this is all energy stuff so it's hard to <laughs> put into words but I've just been spending a lot of time just sitting and staring at beautiful things or getting very 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 immersed in my surroundings or sounds or sensations and just remembering that it's all this is all an experiment, you know, like it's, reality has a sense of humor and that's why seriousness feels like constriction because it's kind of against, in my opinion anyway, kind of against reality. Like I think that the universe and reality has a really amazing sense of humor and irony and that it's not that serious. And anytime we catch ourselves taking things way too seriously, that's a really good time to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, that's a really good time to check yourself and remember like, hold on a second. I'm getting hung up on the wrong thing here. Because what I'll say to myself a lot of times is, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I die. And death is a beautiful release of the illusion of limitation, a beautiful freedom, a beautiful transition and graduation. And so if that's the worst case scenario, I think um, I'm sitting pretty and that I'm fine. <laughs> but as someone who has a history of trauma after trauma <laughs> and um, basically had the most neurotic, anxious constitution ever throughout life, um, it's just, it's like finally quenching your thirst, you know? And I'm, I've gotten pretty much hooked on the feeling of that connection with my inner being and, and nothing else will do. Nothing else cuts it. So it gets easier not to get caught up on details of the external world. And uh, I'm about to go visit my family tomorrow for the holidays. So let's see. <laughs> let's see <laughs> how I feel about that. Um, during that time, if I can stay with this. But yeah, I, I guess I've just had a lot of deep-seated shame in life. I used to, like, hide everything about myself, like, even drawing. I love drawing, but I wouldn't want to do it, like, in front of people, even if I'm on a plane or something. Or 
I would just feel weird, like the shame about the dumbest, most insignificant things, but it's like, it would make me feel so ashamed I couldn't even stand myself, and like I said, a lot of self-hatred and stuff, and all of this is not, all of these things have nothing to do with our true nature, they're basically just patterns that we've inherited, and it's really great if you can not take it so personally or seriously, just see it more in a mechanical way. That helps me a lot with these patterns like I was talking about this morning with this victimhood stuff like, oh, I feel kind of sick today. Uh, um, why am I sleeping so much? And like starting to get worried. I saw like the fear response and the rumination as this pretty much mechanical thing. It's not this big scary monster that's out to get you. It's just... Um echoes of patterns that used to be there that can still get activated when you are feeling certain emotions. So it's not a problem. There's never a reason to be unkind to yourself. There's never a reason to treat yourself with less respect and care than you would treat another person. It's all okay. It really is. And the reason why it feels so bad to doubt that and to think that everything's not okay is because it's not the truth. So um, pay attention to how you feel, care about it, and make pleasure a priority. Make it important to feel good, to just enjoy things, to have fun. See all that kind of stuff as very high on your priority list because why the fuck shouldn't it be? Why is anyone even working anyway? To be able to relax, right? To be able to enjoy things. It's not something that is some like that you can only catch glimpses of here and there. It can be like your central mode of operation. I'm not gonna settle for any any less. You know, I'm on this path for better or worse. So maybe the tone of this podcast is going to change a bit because I this is all I really fucking care about anymore. <laughs> I mean, I care about a lot of things, but this is primary. This is the foundation of everything for me now. It's pretty much, yeah, like I said, it's forefront of my reality. If you would like help with t learning how to tune your vibration to a more loving and open state where synchronicities and miracles abound then get in touch with me for mentorship. If you want access to my tarot readings, some additional exclusive videos and audio and writing, then join my Patreon. It's like $3.33 a month and you get extra content. And uh, I'm doing practice tarot readings, so email me if you want a free reading. I think I'm getting pretty good at it now. It's really clicking for me and I absolutely love it. And when I say good at it, I mean by my standards. Uh, so <laughs> don't compare me to experts. Thanks for listening.